0: Specialist to find out if it's right for you.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Leila Kobo, and this is Latin Connection. Billboard's weekly podcast of all things Latin, where we talk about what's happening in the charts and what's happening with music. Today, we have a very special guest. Roy Draco Rosa is playing two shows this weekend in Puerto Rico, September 1st and September 2nd at, at the Coliseum. The first show is called Lo Sagrado, The Sacred. And it's dedicated to more of his pop material, to more of his ballads. The second show is called Lo Maldito, The Damned, and it's a celebration of the 21st anniversary, 21 years, of his landmark rock album, Vagabundo. We spoke with Rosa from his farm in the mountains of Puerto Rico, and he spoke very candidly of his battle with cancer, of coffee farming, and of course, music. But first, the charts.
2: No estás conmigo. Despacito. Quiero a besos despacito.
1: despacito continues its chart reign. This week the song completed 16 weeks at number one on the Hot 100, tying it for the longest running song on the Hot 100 at number one. Now, on hot Latin songs, it ties El Perdón, that's the Nicky Jam Enrique Iglesias track, for 30 weeks at number one. That makes it the second longest-running song at number one on hot Latin songs. So, in all this Despacito frenzy, you may have forgotten that El Perdón also spent 30 weeks on that top spot. And this is the song that put Nicky Jam back on the map again. It's a favorite song of mine. I think it's a really beautiful ballad. It's very poignant. And of course it was a precursor to Despacito in that it was also recorded in a bilingual version. So let's take a little trip down memory lane and listen to a bit of El Perdón with Enrique Iglesias and Nicky Jam. You
0: see, you see me. Dime, ¿quién En so
2: despacito and el perdón, tie as
1: get this the second longest-running song on our Hot Latin Songs chart. So which is the first? It's another Enrique Iglesias hit, Bailando. Featuring De Semer Bueno and Gente de Sona, that track spent 42 weeks, that's nearly the entire year, at number one on Hot Latin Songs. So here's a little Bailando reminder. bailando. bailando. And I play Bailando because, again, in all the Despacito frenzy, it's hard to forget that the groundwork was laid by some of these major tracks that came before Despacito that were happening in both languages and that did very well in the charts. So they really laid the groundwork for Despacito and so we pay homage to them a little bit today. And there's another milestone happening these days. It's the 21st anniversary of the release of one of the most landmark albums in Latin rock. Back in 1996, Rovi Rosa released an album called Vagabundo. It was experimental it was eclectic it was dark it was atmospheric it was daring it was completely different and genre-defying for the time especially compared to what was happening with latin music a lot has happened since then draco penned huge hits for ricky martin he co-wrote living la vida loca he has become an activist He continued his very successful solo career. And a couple of years ago, he was diagnosed with cancer, which he has been battling and is now in remission. This weekend, Rosa is playing two massive concerts in his native Puerto Rico, looking back at one of the most wonderful careers in Latin pop. So one of the shows, which is taking place Friday, September 1st, that is today, is titled Lo Sagrado, The Sacred. And it's devoted to a lot of his pop material. And then on Saturday, September 2nd, he will play Lo Maldito, The Damned. And The Damned is Vagabundo, which he's going to perform top to bottom 21 years later. We caught up with Draco Rosa. He spoke to us over the phone from his farm in Puerto Rico. Welcome back to Latin Connection, and we're here with Draco Rosa, speaking to us from Puerto Rico, where he's about to embark on a very ambitious two concerts back to back at Puerto Rico's Coliseum. Um, welcome, Draco. Hi,
2: David. how are you?
1: Well, I was just saying, I don't think I'm nearly as well as you because not only are you preparing for these shows, you're writing. You're composing. You're horseback riding. You're cultivating coffee. You have a working farm. Where Where are you exactly?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know you you laid them all on the table. There are a few things. You things. Know, we're trying to have a nice coffee business that uh, uh, in crescendo. We have a, a, you know everything is a, a beautiful collaboration. You know, it's like songwriting. You know, collaborating you know, in the coffee business too. In the Puerto Rico, we we started the foundation and the Vox the Alliance to help uh, fund uh, some of these procedures, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, medulla, you know, transplant, stem cell transplant, is very expensive, so we were hoping to contribute there, and we had this idea of getting a few farmers together and uh, doing uh, basically what we're doing now, which is, um, helping to educate, we have the Festival La which is a great holistic sort of farmers market festival that we do once a year. So that's also tied to the foundation. Um, so the coffee is great, and of course music. Oh, and I just, I just love it out here. I live near, I live in, a, in an old house that's uh, near since the 20s, and and uh, I'm, by, I'm by the river, uh, which is lovely. And outside from the coffee, there's no papaya of exotic fruits you I mean, from lemons to grapefruits etc oranges I mean the list goes on uh, medicinal plants that sort of thing so I'm trying to surround myself with like-minded folks in the process
1: so so let's backtrack a little bit this farm idea this whole notion of farming organically and and farming uh, good food um stem from you were very sick a few years ago you were diagnosed with cancer tell us a little bit how this led to where you are now and and how is your health because from what i hear you're doing really well and uh and i can't wait to hear you sing this year yeah well so
2: far so good um yeah i mean uh, yeah, it's, you know life is a uh, such a great mixture the reality is i, I purchased this farm um about uh 12 almost 13 years ago um with the idea of maybe you know having you know really you know i i i didn't today looking back i'm not really clear why i did it back in the day except maybe i think it was more like oh you know money just disappears might as well buy a property and then that led to a series of events you know and i i started rest, the restoration of the old house and and spending some time here and then of course yeah years later of course you know five years ago I, I felt ill and so of course this has become a whole other thing for me and i guess um in some weird way the universe was telling me the universe was telling me hey you know you need to get this farm now because you're going to need it later on
1: <laughs> as you said the planet has a, a way of of doing things for you know because it's kind of a rebirth of all these things you're in this farm and and tell me about the music. Uh, first of all, tell me about the shows that you're playing September 1st and 2nd. There's two shows, Lo Sagrado y Lo Maldito. So in English, that's The Sacred and The Damned,
2: right? Yeah, I know, yeah. And, you know, this is a colorful way to basically just uh, differentiate the nights. Now, the first night, Friday, is really, uh, it's just, let repaso, say, repaso, no? Going over, basically, as a songwriter, as a producer... I, I do songs as a, you know that I've either performed as an artist, or written, for, or co-written, or uh, produced. So Friday night's all about this beautiful, very melodic, very sort of romantic and very spiritual night, a very sort of healing night, really. Uh, Friday night, and of course, it's, uh, the Saturday night is definitely more and roll, more psychedelia, um, and uh, the idea was celebrate because I'm celebrating the 21 year anniversary of Arrabundo, which I was very excited. Uh, to about, yeah, it was on Billboard you know they were, we, we came out on a list that I, I had seen uh, you know I don't know, about a year and a half ago uh, about how the Vagabundo record was celebrated as one of those important records in the last 50 years and I kept hearing from different people oh man you know when are you going to play that record when are you going to play that record and I said well it's been 21 years let's try so we went to Bogota and to our surprise of course there was like 120,000 people singing these songs off of this album and I was like wow we came to Puerto Rico. Said so well, and then we put these things together. We said, let's do Saturday night celebrate 20th anniversary. And plus, the last time I played at the Coliseum, because being in Puerto Rico, living here, and dealing with the realities of uh, of, of being in Puerto Rico, and you know, the, there is a crisis here. And uh, and for me, I want to get a little more, uh, deeper entrenched. I want to uh, be a part of collaborate, try to contribute the best way I can. Uh, and I think that you know the Coliseum is, you know, I've done it, it was great and I thought it'd be great to just close there. because 'Cause I'd like to go to some of the the towns and bring music uh, on a more much more local level. So uh it's it's great. This Friday and Saturday are awesome. It's gonna be a beautiful two nights. You know, it's a celebration and uh, and uh closing a chapter.
1: So before we, we talk a little bit more about the, um the shows, let's listen to a little bit of, of vagabundo of the of the title track from 21 years ago. Okay, Draco, so you listen to this track. It's 21 years old. So why is it still relevant today for you and for fans?
2: Well, that's a very good question. Um, you know, let's not forget, and I don't know if you know this, but when I actually uh, presented that album to the label at the time, I was, uh, you know, no one understood it, no one wanted it, and uh, there was talk of uh, actually uh, you know, dropping me from the label. Um, it, was, it was, you know, and I was, I was broken hearted. I was in London, I, I flew in and at the time at uh, a dat you know, to, to label back in the day Sony Music International. And so I had a couple of allies there, but the majority were like, well, this is, you know, dark and kind of not happening and there's nothing here for us to work, kind of. Thing. So we kind of, it was, uh, it was very disappointing. And then um, uh, I was at my mom's house, but then I also received another call from the inside there telling me, hey. You know what? Somebody stood up in that meeting and said, hey, this is, you know, they Remind Them of Ziki Stardust. This is an important album. You know, we have to put this out. And so in the end, I, I ended up, okay, so I stayed in the label. They didn't throw me out, and we put the record out, but once I went out to promote it, it was very difficult. And I had a lot of promo canceled, and it was part the record, I think, and part maybe my attitude at the time. You know, I was just... I you know, poured everything into it. I thought, you know, it was it was a, a wonderful piece. I thought it was interesting, anyway, it's the, at least interesting. And I got such a backlash of like, oh, this is horrific. So here we are, 21 years later, you know, and um, you know, it's one of those cult classics that are moving each time, you know, further.
0: you
2: the further deeper into uh, mainstream you know uh, as as the years pass right because uh, and i think when you ask you know, is, why is it relevant I, I don't know why i i would like to think all the wonderful things that you can imagine but the reality is i have no idea you know,
1: I think it's now draco one of the if you if you look at the at the album you now looking back at it um, which song and and choose one or two, but if if someone listening here today has not heard uh, Vagabundo, which song would you say is a definitive listen that kind of synthesizes the concept of the album? Like if, if you were giving them a primer, what would be the song that they have to hear first?
2: I, I, I think that I'd have to, well, you mentioned one, you know, the Vagabundo the, the, the one, but there's also, I'd love to mention Penelope.
1: So let's listen to a little bit of Penelope. Penelope.
2: So that
1: was Penélope, the Draco Rosa Penélope, not to be confused with other songs titled Penélope. And um, Draco, so you are redoing these songs on Saturday. Are the arrangements completely different? What is oh, happening?
2: No, we're shooting. The, the beauty of Saturday is what I'm trying to is getting as close as I can to the original pieces. Most definitely, no. The whole idea behind Saturday was celebrating the actual piece, the way it was recorded. We have we're triggering, you know, atmospheric stuff, everything that we can, that to really bring that you know, uh, get an approximate kind of... We're trying to land that really well. We're, we're, we're working hard to do that. So that's that's part of the beauty, too, is that we're playing the actual album, you know, the way it was uh, as close as we can to the original recordings.
1: Wow, I, that's fantastic. And it's... Um, I, I know this is going to sound trite, but of course I think what always throws people off about you is first there's the... Draco Rosa, that writes songs like Living La Vida Loca, and then there's you. Is it, like, is it like two different, like you feel like it's an alter ego in a way, or is it just two sides of you?
2: No, it's just, um, you know, I love music. I don't really carry any flag. Obviously, I, I probably swing more on my own personal stuff more rock, I mean, I love an electric guitar, but I love writing songs on piano, and I love beautiful songs, and I love beautiful music. I mean, I can listen to Mac Maninoff, like I can listen to Cannes from Germany, like I can listen to, I think mean, uh, the list just goes on forever. I mean, I have a long list of things that I love. Recently, I've been listening to C.W. Stone King, which I love, Australian Cat doing blues, that's just like wonderful, good fun. Um, So, no, I'm eclectic in that way. The thing is, you know, it's very hard in repetition I remember Prince said there's joy in repetition, but for me, there's a lot of boredom in repetition. And uh, I tell you, the reason I say that is because, you know, how do you stay honest when you're repeating yourself? These songs, you know, they they take on a life of their own, and it's hard to stay honest. And I know along the way, I've I've presented a lot of my songs in different ways. I've I've tried to be honest to to where I'm at that day. So, yeah, if I'm a little down, you know, the the tracks are a little more down. If I'm a little more Mm -hmm. electrified, then... I try to stay straight, true, emotionally. It is impossible to be, you know. Here we go, Blanca Mujeres, the album. I mean, that was you know 21 years ago. I mean, what was what was my head 21 years ago? How am I supposed? To, now I'm like, doing a parody of myself. You know, then everybody everybody sort of does that. So I'd like to stay true. I figure you. That's why we record albums. So you can take it in your car. You can go home. You can congregate with your friends, and and listen to it. The idea of going to see a live show, you know, it's like, listen, if I want to hear the record, I'll play the record. But now I'm going to go see whoever it is, Neil Young, be whoever it is mm-hmm. on stage. And I want them to, you know, I want them to, to live it like, you know, like this is this is a live, This is an honest take of the day of this piece. If I wanted to hear the original, i will go home or hang out with my, my friends and listen to, you know. So I'm definitely more in the crowd of like, hey, you know, I go to live shows and I want to hear some live music. I just don't want to, you know, catch a TV show um, live, you know.
1: And um, Draco, so I also heard that you were writing new material. Tell us a little bit what you're writing and what it feels like to write now, especially after you've kind of, you faced the possibility that you weren't we're not even going to be here this year and here you are you're alive you're active and what kind of music does that make you write
2: you know there's a lot more clarity and definitely more um you know uplifting there's uh you know when you have that you know because here you get sick and then on top of that there's just the the, the everyday exist existential crisis that goes on just for all of us just being here you know, on this planet and being human and overload of that so i think the, the where where i'm at today you know when it comes to the some of the rock stuff too and some of the more electric guitar stuff but and i call it rock but yeah the electric guitar stuff you know i'm just being honest with where i'm at you know i have been sad i have been broken and i've come up from the fire pits you know i'm i'm, I'm, I'm working towards it i'm still on medication i'm still obviously you know, uh, you know, fear creeps on me every once in a while. You know, it, it happens, you know, the whole, the doubt, you know, that, you know, these things that I, that you deal with every day, you know, every day, what I try to do every night is to start fresh. You know, I, I take a moment, I try to start fresh and so I can start my day with uh, love and gratitude, which I, I love talking about because I remind myself to start fresh, you know, go get to the end of the line every day and work your way. Mm-hmm. To, to, to the beginning again, you know, and I do this every day as an exercise and every night to try to keep, keep good perspective and, uh, you know, try to keep my head straight. And, and at least when you run into me that I'm, I'm not going to be a headache, I, you know, I, <laughs> that I can hopefully, you know, serve serve, be of service in some weird way. So as my life has changed radically. I do I do great things during the you know, I'm not just the farming but more personal stuff. I try to visit some hospitals. I'm I'm close to a lot of great doctors who I love, obviously. You know, I'm here and you know, great nurses and great doctors that have been so supportive. And also on the more you know, the other alternative side, you know, I've had these miraculous folks that have come into my life. But they've all been, you know, these angels, these sort surprise beings that show up and then they disappear, but they've contributed to my well being. So I'm very grateful to, 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 the, to that side, which to me is very magical, right? That's yeah. The side of life that's magic. I go, wow, what are the chances of this person going in my life? You know, all the connections that we have, all of us, you know, all you, me, everyone here, though, we're, we're more connected than we want to accept, you know?
1: I know. I love that um, when you when you kind of suddenly become aware of the little miracles that happen around you all the time and that maybe you didn't see before right we've spoken a lot about vagabundo but um let's talk about uh, quickly about the lo sagrado what song give me one song that you're gonna perform on friday night that's your like sacred flag
2: Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because I'm opening up Friday Night with uh, Blanca Mujer off of Barabundo, but I have a whole new... The Friday Night version is not like the original. It was totally different, very modern take on it. But I close with a song that I think is worth mentioning. The song that I'll put out maybe a year from now, eight months from now, but I did put it out on a special release in Mexico that was an acoustic from Phantom Box before I closed it, and I played it there, and it's called Quiero...
0: Como espejos,
2: hey, quiero vivir como nunca he vivido, una vida con Dios, una copa de luz, tú y yo más allá, más allá del amor, pues ahí estaré, ayer ya murió.
1: Okay, so that was Quiero Vivir, eh, Draco Rosas, one of his newer songs, which he will close Friday's show with. Tell us about this.
2: Well, it's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Jaime Saavedra, is a great poet, Mexican poet. And uh, back in the day, there's uh, two pieces of uh, in, in the album um, Barabundo that his his lyrics. Um, one is Llanto Superano, a very dark piece. Anyway, I... I reached out to him, I came up with this this, this piece, and it was uh, his lyric, I added a, a chorus and added a few things, and I asked permission, and he loved it, and uh, he was already in his 80 plus years old, and he loved it, and he was like, why is this guy so dark, why is this, he invited me over, now you know, I had some, I had a, you know, I was pretty wild some, those years, and uh, he invited me over to Mexico, I couldn't make it, and he passes away, so when I go to Mexico to promote Bida, and I'm still in the in the trench, you know, of a, you know, the health thing, and I went back to Jaime Sabines to look on on his writings of death and whatnot, and I and I find this these these verses that I just fell in love with, and so what I did was I I took one of those verses, and and I added uh, a, a chorus that is Quiero vivir, you know, como nunca he vivido. When you when you when you hear the song. And I once again tapped tapped into his family and they were like, Of course, Draco, you know, go ahead and so we agreed on that and I and that song to me is just, just wonderful. And we close with that song. And if you if I had to tell you where I'm at today, I am there. And that closes Sagrado, which is, you know, life, you know. We open up with Blanca Mujer, as obviously it's a conversation with death, but we close with we, you know. So I think it's pretty pretty exciting.
1: I love that. I love that art. And um so before I let you go, can you let us know when you'll be taking either of these shows on tour? I understand you're going to be playing some U.S. cities this year and the next few months. Can you tell us a little bit so your fans can start looking for those?
2: Sure, sure. Well, we have a couple of dates on the West Coast uh, this year. Now, I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, being that we're sort of in the thick of what's happened in Texas, because a lot of uh, the dates we were heading, we were starting off, were in Texas, so... Um, I'm, I, I do want to mention, you know, my condolences. I, I, I don't know, but as it stands today, yes, I do have maybe six or seven dates in the West Coast, but they're not looks like Madito. Basically, that's called An Evening Whip. Mm. And that's a stripped-down version of uh, uh, a couple of the songs and, the, you know, hits, and I do play some of the songs. Uh, there's a song right I did, you know, a song for Neath and a couple of songs I did for Ricky. I, I played more of them on the romantic sort of side. So, but um, now you mentioned it, we're looking into see if, if some of those dates are going to be changed. I, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, people can find information on your website?
2: Yes, at phvx.com or at uh, cafedracorosa.com, you know. So those are two places they can go and uh, be in touch with uh, what's going on.
1: Draco and Ken, is there any new music from you coming out soon that we should also be on the lookout for?
2: Because sure, I mean, I think by before the year's over, I'll deliver a, a full album, uh, and uh, the good thing is I'm working on two albums simultaneously, and <laughs> in the spirit of Los Sagrados like, Malditos as well, so obviously I'm going on Maldito first, because I, I, that's what I'm feeling right now. I'm going to put out uh, a collection of songs that are definitely more electric, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to not call it rock, but you know what I mean, I, I'm putting that, that collection of songs first, and then if they uh, Hopefully, you know, eight, nine months down the road, I'll put out uh, some more music. So I'm trying to, you know, be productive uh, before the year's over.
1: Well, I think you're being incredibly productive. Thank you so much. I have to say I cannot wait to try your new coffee. That's going to be my Uh my, uh, goal when I go to Puerto Rico next is to drink some Draco Rosa Cafecito. And um, we so look forward to hearing your new stuff. What what song do you want us to end this with? What what do you want to despedirte with?
2: Wow, um, what song? I think a beautiful song. I tell you, I, I love a song that I'd like to mention is "Como Me Acuerdo."
1: Como Me Acuerdo.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great song. I love
1: that piece. So let's say goodbye to Draco Rosa with "Como Me Acuerdo." How I remember. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I'm really excited about the, the shows this weekend. Can't wait to hear them, and uh, and good luck with everything. Can't wait to hear the new music too.
2: Thank you very much.
1: That was Roby Draco Rosa with Como Me Acuerdo. And that's it for this week's edition of Latin Connection Billboards podcast of all things Latin. This is Leila Kobo. We'll catch up next week.